Jesus said from the gospel, the, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear in the name of the father and son of the Holy Spirit. Now, for the last 30 or 40 years, we've heard that there's no such thing as hell. Boy, I am so glad to hear that. If you don't make it to heaven, instead of going to hell, uh, Jesus says you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Oh, good. At least I'm not going to hell, right? I'm just going to that fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Uh, I, 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 I just don't understand how, how Christians can go walk around saying that nobody's going to hell. Um, I guess Jesus didn't get the memo. Um, take a look at um, uh, page 9, and it says um, that the cover of the bulletin, that beautiful cover of the bulletin, is um, known as the Veil of St. Mary Magdalene. It's also known as the Veil of Monopello. Where in the world is Monopello? It's in the middle of Italy. Um, from side to side and from north to south, it's about right in the middle of Italy. And um, this is the book that's mentioned there, the true icon. And so you can compare it with another book you're familiar with, the Fatima for today. You can see that it's a little bit bigger. It's not quite a coffee table size book, but it's not a pamphlet. A book like this, can, can you need to have it larger because it has some very fine pictures. Now, you've seen this picture before. Uh, you've seen this picture before, but it was very dark and shadowy. Some friends of mine went to Italy recently, and I told them, you have to go to Montepello because I want you to bring me back a decent picture of this. And they did. This is great. You can't get a picture like this anywhere. Um, here it is, 2014, and it's impossible. You have, I have to travel to Italy to get a picture? Oh, come on. Um, the, the technological age. This is the face of the resurrected Christ, Jesus, on the day of his resurrection. I will explain, of course. But I want you to look at the, um, I want you to look at the picture. And think of how many times you might have, you might, you might have ironed, you wash a handkerchief, then you iron it, you fold it over, you iron it. Then you fold it over again and you iron it. Then you fold it over again and you iron it. And then you un unravel it. And what do you, what do you have in the handkerchief? You have creases. This piece of material was folded and unfolded so many times. You can see the creases in this from side to side, up and down. What kind of material is this? Well, this material is very costly. Um, and it's made out of something you would never guess. When I was a kid, we used to go to Lake Levon and go swimming. That's back, that's been so long ago, that's back when there was water in Lake Levon. Well, anyway, the, um, when we would uh, put our feet in the water, you'd walk on that muddy bottom. It wasn't sandy, that muddy bottom. And every other step, you would hit a muscle, right? Well, muscles are some of the ugliest things you'll ever find. But when you, when you crack them open and kick out the current resident, boy, the shell is beautiful, right? The, um, it's opalescent. It has, it has the color of a pearl, right? It's, it's amazing. Um, so that muscle, Somebody thousands of years ago figured out how to take a muscle shell and uh, with great difficulty make thread out of the opalescent part. And if you can make thread out of something, then you can take that thread and make it into cloth. Now, this cloth is about, the one you see on the cover of the bulletin, it's about this size. This is from ancient Walmart, 
Okay? See, um, but I got it. This is one of the towels that we use for the washing of hands. So it's about this size, just a little bit smaller. And um, uh, the, the material that's made, um, the material that is on the cover of the bulletin is called muscle silk. Made from muscles. They made the thread and great labor intensive and uh, very hard work. Um, and um, the uh, cost of a the cost of a of a of a piece of muscle silk of this size, approximately uh, um, five um, um, six days of work um, for a man's entire life. That's how much this would cost. So what you have here is like what you um, people who are married you have on your fingers. You know that wedding band? That's gold. And when you went to buy that, they didn't just give it to you. You had to shell out a lot of money, right? And when you put that on on your wedding day, it means something. You're married. But also, it's concentrated wealth. So you can carry it around. In other words, if you have zero money in your pocket, but you have a, you have a, a gold ring on your finger, you've got a substantial amount of money. Um, the, um, in the, at the time of Jesus, they had banks, but not many. But most people couldn't go to a bank. So you had to keep your, your wealth on your body. Because if you, if you hid it somewhere, somebody would find it. And so, um, this particular, this particular piece of muscle silk belonged to St. Mary Magdalene. Um, St. Mary Magdalene, as I mentioned, her feast day is Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, this is a woman who knew intimately the forgiveness of Christ, the tremendous power of the forgiveness of Christ. In fact, Jesus brought her back from the dead. Um, the, um, the gospel talks about how the wheat and the weeds grow up side by side, and they actually resemble each other. And if you go around trying to guess which one's a weed and which one's a wheat, before St. Mary Magdalene met Jesus, most people would have put her in the weed column. Oh, yeah, well, she's uh, led that um, rough life, right? Um, we were told in the Gospels that Jesus cast seven demons out of St. Mary Magdalene. According to the Jews, that means a lot. It doesn't mean less than one less than eight. It means a lot of demons. Uh, she's the one, um, most would agree, that um, um, was brought before Jesus because she was caught committing the sin of adultery. And the men wanted her to be stoned. They wanted Jesus to condemn her. Um, Jesus um, asks them, uh, um, or he tells them, whoever is without sin, you cast the first stone. And they all walk away, starting with the oldest. So there she is in front of Jesus. He's just, he's just uh, brought her back from the dead. She was about to be killed. And Jesus brings her back um, to life. And he says to her, has, um, has no one condemned you? No one, sir. Nor do I condemn you. Go and avoid this sin in the future. Most people today who quote that passage leave the last part off. Jesus never judged he said, nor do I condemn you. Yeah, and he also said, stop it. He also said, stop it. Parents, grandparents, priests, we have to say that to people. 
God doesn't condemn you, but stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. It's like the last line of the first reading. Isn't that beautiful? About God. God, you gave your children good ground for a hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. St. Mary Magdalene, from that point on, she left her former way of life and she followed Jesus. She followed Jesus even to the foot of the cross. Even to the foot of the cross. There she is on Good Friday, right next to St. John the Apostle and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, that was a hard thing for St. Mary Magdalene to do. I'll get back to that in a minute, but let's look at let's look at this picture. This cloth is one of at least three cloths that we know about. The first cloth is made of linen. You'll see over there at the altar, that um, altar cloth, that altar cloth is about the same size. It's about the same size, wide and long, as the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin is the oldest piece of linen cloth in the world today. And it's the burial cloth of Jesus. Um, tradition holds it. Science uh, seems to support all of that. Let me show you. Pretend this is the... Uh, Pretend this is this is the piece of linen. Um, when um, when the Jews would bury someone, they would take the body and put it on half of the cloth. If this is the head and this is the feet over here, they would fold this over the head. They would they would wrap it over the feet, tie it at the ankles, tie it at the waist. So that's what they did on Good Friday. They had to work fast because the sun was about to go down, and when the sun went down. All work stopped. Um, they, uh, so they had to take Jesus down from the cross, and they really had to work fast. So they had to get him into the tomb and put his body on the linen, on the piece of linen. They also put another piece of cloth over his face. That one is located in Spain. It's called the Cloth of Oviedo, and it is... It is. It has uh, got the blood stains on it, as does the shroud of Turin. Turin is in the north of Italy, so the the biggest cloth is in the north of Italy in Turin. The next cloth, the bloody cloth uh, uh, of the face of Christ, is in Oviedo, Spain. Now, the shroud of Turin and the one in Spain have the eyes of Jesus closed. I notice some of your eyes are closed right now. You need to open those. Uh, that's not good. The, uh, <laughs> why are they closed? Because the Shroud of Turin and the cloth of Oviedo represent the dead Christ. Um, this picture obviously shows the, the eyes of Christ open. They've done uh, photographic, scientific studies, and uh, you can find them mentioned in this book, which you can find mentioned on page nine of the bulletin, um, when they took the shroud of Turin and the and the cloth of Oviedo, and this veil of Saint Mary Magdalene, and they put one on top of the other, the eyes line up, the nose lines up, the mouth lines. It's the same image, the the dead Christ and the risen Christ. Now I want you to take a look at um, see that left eye. You see that. Uh, that um, bruise area right there. Look above the right eye. Above his eyebrow, you see that, that area right there? Look at the nose. On either side of the nose, you see that bruised area? 
now, look over there at the sacred heart of Jesus. That's the risen Christ over there. And if you look closely on the back of his hands, you see where the nails pierced his hands. Uh, you see he's directing us to his heart that was pierced by the soldier's lance. Those are the wounds of Christ on his risen body. These are some of the wounds of Christ on the face of Christ. Okay? Now, I want you, want you to take a look at something else. Look at the, uh, look at the beard and look at the mustache of Christ. Um, look at the mustache of Christ. Not as quite as um, dignified and luxurious as the beard of Father Paul or his mustache, right? Yeah, I noticed that too. In fact, you almost don't see a mustache, do you? Um, perhaps it's what the prophets foretold before this happened. Um, talks about they plucked my beard and, and the terrible tortures that what the, the Messiah would undergo. Well, this is somebody plucking my beard. Someone also could pluck my beard and just do this. Yeah, rip out what is there from the roots. Why, why is that part of this? Perhaps it's to show, like over there, that these are the wounds of Christ. Christ would have suffered all of this just for me just for you, just to save St. Mary Magdalene. And look at, the, um, look at the, the receding hairline. He was only 33, but think about that. Maybe they pulled some of his hair out there too. I don't know. But this, um, this um, veil of St. Mary Magdalene is a, um, he goes with the other cloths that I mentioned. Um, Christ gave St. Mary Magdalene something to look at on Easter Sunday. Pope Benedict, um, Pope Benedict, here on the back cover of this book, it shows him on his first trip as Pope, outside, going out when he left, the first time he left the city of Rome, he went to Montepello. Uh, Pope John Paul II, his first trip out of Italy was to see that image over there. Uh, Our Lady Guadalupe, the main figure, was not painted by an artist. Uh, well, who painted it? God. The, um, the cloth is cactus, um, very crude fiber. Should have disintegrated centuries ago. It's almost 500 years old. Um, the Pope Benedict uh, traveled. His first trip out of Rome was to see the veil of St. Mary Magdalene. And very soon after that, you see in the writings and the homilies of Pope Benedict this phrase, Contemplate the face of Christ. Contemplate the face of Christ. The last 10 years or so of Pope John Paul II, and especially in that year 2000, the Jubilee year, he kept saying that over and over again. Contemplate the face of Christ. St. Mary Magdalene, when she was helping to place the body of Jesus in the tomb, uh, putting him on the, on the large piece of linen, and then putting that linen over his face. Um, probably the last thing that she did was to take off this veil worth a fortune and place it over the face of Christ. Now, friends, uh, this goes to show you, Jesus will never allow me, he will never al allow you to be more generous to him. No, he says, no, he, you, can, you can hear him saying to St. Mary Magdalene, I'm sorry, you just, you just, uh, threw away a fortune to cover my 
dead face. Here, here. Um, so he, he gives this back to her, and here is his face 2,000 years later. Uh, friends, the, um, the resurrection means nothing. The resurrection means nothing to us if we think of the resurrection as, um, oh, everybody, everybody's in free. Um, no repentance is necessary. No change. Uh, Pope Benedict, in, his, um, in talking about St. Mary Magdalene, he talks about how she was the first one to see Jesus on the morning of Easter. She was the first one to see the face of Jesus risen from the dead. And Pope Benedict said the reason she saw the resurrected face of Jesus on Easter Sunday morning was because she was looking for him. Friends, um, you and I can look back on our lives. I can. You can. We can look back at different times in our lives when we look like weeds um, more than we look like the wheat we're supposed to be. Um, you look around, um, and the world gives you all kinds of of mixed signals. Look at our border between uh, Texas and Mexico. Children are coming through, but also um, uh, gang members, uh, pedophiles, uh, along with them, drug traffickers. They've even found some books down there in Arabic. Maybe terrorists are coming through, radical Islamic terrorists. Uh, you look at your work. Um, there are people, good and bad, there. Uh, you look at you look in your block, your neighborhood. It's everywhere. In the church, uh, you see it everywhere. We uh, we cannot be quick to judge because Saint Mary Magdalene would have been put into the weed column um, by most of us. Oh well, look at her life. Oh gee, uh, Jesus looked at her and recognized uh, Mary Magdalene. Called her to leave her sinful way. And to follow him. Um, uh, and what did Christ offer her? Oh, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Those who want to hear it, Jesus says, hear it. Those who don't, won't. That's why he spoke in parables. And these uh, artifacts, if you will, of the death and resurrection of Christ help us to believe. Oh, they're not proof. They're not proof. Uh, do they help? They sure do especially a good, a good picture of the face of the veil of St. Mary Magdalene, the, ve- the face of the, uh, the veil of Montefello. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit.